Gad, this is Pinky of Pinky and the Brain, and you are listening to An Elegant Weapon. It's the only thing the Brain and I listen to just before we take over the world, which means we listen a lot, because we've never really taken over the world, have we? Oh well. No. An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. An Elegant Weapon for the more civilized age. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 304. My name is J.J.M. Clark, J. the Jedi Ross, Ross Jedi J, and as always, it's so wonderful to have all you beautiful babies back here with me in the L5J studios. Apologies, kids, I'm sorry that I have been away for a couple of weeks. Things just got crazy. We had a lot going on uh, in real life and in pod life and in con life. Uh, But here I am. I'm back with you again. Uh, This week, bringing to you a little bit of pod from Toronto Comic-Con. I had a fantastic year this year, but I kind of took it easy. I didn't make tons of pod. I kind of just hung out, Uh, you know, networked, connected, chilled, conversed. Uh, It was great times. Uh, So many wonderful people at Toronto Comic-Con this year. Uh, congratulations to Jay Fosgett, who you will hear at the end of this episode. He pops in and makes an appearance, but congratulations to him on the instant sellout within the first four hours of Friday of the new graphic novel, Bodhi Troll, from Boom Studios. If y'all don't have it yet, you need to go get it. It's almost sold out everywhere. There's a few comic shops around that still have a few copies, but uh, other than that, you're going to have to go to like Amazon, try your local bookshops, order from Boom themselves, Boom Studios, but get your hands on it because it's beautiful and it's fantastic stuff uh, for you and the entire family. So make sure you pick up Bodie Troll because plenty of people did at Toronto Comic Con. Also, congratulations to our very good friend, the wonderful Miss Cosmic Casey Pierce. Uh, it was her first year as a guest at Toronto Comic-Con, and she absolutely killed it. Uh, uh, conquered indeed. It was a triumphant debut for Miss Casey Pierce, and Toronto loves Casey. Uh, Casey writes a comic book called Nora. It's about a coma fisher and CIA stuff. It's, it's a super rad comic book, and you all need to check it out with art by Sean Seal. Uh, you can check that out. It's available through SourcePoint Press, SourcePointPress.com. Also, uh, a whole bunch of their titles in the past two months have been in the Diamond Previews. So, SourcePoint Press is now also available all over Canada at your local comic shops. So, get out to your LCS, tell them to order SourcePoint Press. What else is going on? What else is coming up? So much indeed. This coming weekend, I'm going to be hosting at the Gotham Central Comics and Collectible Charity Sketch Battle Royale. Over 32 artists. It's going to be insane. It's all for charity. It's all for a wonderful cause. And uh, we're going to tell you all about it throughout the week. Um, What else is happening? Also coming up, of course, April 27th, 28th, 29th. I am returning to the great Philadelphia Comic Con. 
Oh boy, uh, me and my cohorts, El Hawkes, Josh Hawks, and Francis Fernandez, the other guy of Points of Interest Podcast Network, we will be there. We will be returning as your official hosts and moderators for the weekend. And I cannot wait. Uh, the guest list is astronomically insane. You have to go check it out. Uh, too many, too many to even bother getting into. Uh, but this week, uh, I'm going to bring you the one chat. Sorry, two chats. I had two chats at Toronto Comic Con. I was just chilled, man. I was just having such a good time. Uh, so much was going down, and uh, I knew I had so much coming up. And I'm always running around, you know me, so much gorilla pod at these shows. And I, I just felt like taking it easy. Sometimes, as I always tell you kids, at the end of every show, you got to take it easy. So I took it easy, and it was a nice, uh, nice reprieve, you know what I mean? But anyways, we're going to be coming at you so super strong. It's unbelievable in the next two months. So much going down. But this week, my chat from Toronto Comic-Con is with the man himself, Mr. Anthony Rutgazer. I'm always so thankful that Anthony Rutgazer brings me as a guest to many, many events here in Toronto. A longtime friend, much, of a, much longer than this podcast has existed. Uh, he's been on this show more than any other comic creator in the history of the show, followed closely by Mr. J.P. Fosgett, who at the end of this episode, you are going to hear make a special appearance along with Mr. Sam Agro. Uh, things get a little heated between Jay and Anthony. It was a rough weekend. They were both in the very corner, in the far reaches of Artist Alley, and things got tense. Things got interesting throughout the entire weekend. You may have seen on an Elegant Weapons Facebook and Instagram that at one point Anthony almost pretty much snapped. But you're going to hear it. You're going to hear it at the end of this show. Sam just comes over. Samuel Angro just comes over to say hi. Things kind of fucking hit the fan. So uh, please stick around to the end. You're going to enjoy some good times. But before we get to that madness, Anthony and I, we discuss uh, Black Panther. Because I haven't seen him since Black Panther. And I, of course, wanted to get his opinion. Uh, we talk black culture. We talk black comics. We talk about his comics and a bunch of fun stuff uh, before the shit kind of hits the fan. So uh, this was a really good time. I had a fantastic time. Thank you to Kevin Boyd and all the staff at Toronto Comic Con for making it a good time for all these artists and guests and the people they bring along. Uh, Shane, Kirschenblatt, uh, many fine little conversations I had with you sprinkled throughout the, uh, the weekend. Thank you so much for what you do, what all of you do, Source Point Press. Uh, thanks for, uh, keeping me warm and comfy. Uh, always love you guys for that. Uh, everybody else that I saw, good times and deeds. I got one more little cool chat coming, uh, at you from Toronto Comic Con with, uh, Leanna Badui. And she's a puppeteer, voice actress, uh, talented lady all around. We had a little chat, and uh, you'll hear that coming up soon. Also, uh, next episode, uh, Brian Lau returns. Staunch Ambition, issue three, Kickstarter happening now. It's time to get on that crap. So much awesome stuff, as I said. Uh, actually, today it's Sunday morning that I'm recording this, and I have to get ready because I'm going to raid. I'm finally going to the raid studios, kids. I'm going to have a conversation with Kyle James Smith and it's uh, going to be good times indeed. So there you go. Here's my chat from Toronto Comic Con 2018 with Mr. Anthony Rutgazer. Get ready kids. Things are about to get springtime crazy.
This is the sound of Anthony Kingdom James eating a dad's mm. oatmeal cookie. Nom, nom, nom. It sounds delicious. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> Me like cookie. <laughs> How we doing? We're doing okay, ma'am. Yeah? Yeah, it's um, today, today is Saturday, so day two of the convention. It's picked up over yesterday. That's good to hear. Yeah. Um, though right now it's it's slowing into a lull again as we approach the witching hour. You know, it's been a strange year. People have been mellow, even all you guys. Like, no one really was into me getting together the after party tonight. Everybody was like, oh, St. Patrick's Day, too much. I don't want to deal with it. Just want to go home. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't who, seem who like much. I deal with that nonsense. I'm so glad I'm not at, at a club. I'm not a, at my bar tonight. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Oh. They're shelling. No. That's what they're doing. They're shelling. Attention, citizens. <laughs> if yeah, you I've... see this man, turn him in. <laughs> you got to get your ass to Mars. So, uh, any highlights? Any cool things that have happened so far this weekend for you to take home as a special sentimental memory? I got my copy of Bodie Troll. Oh. And um, Which you're very lucky you did because that yep. flew off the shelf. It yep. sold out in like four hours. And then... Um, I've been dealing with a lot of weird kids this weekend, man. Yeah. A lot of weird kids. Yeah. First kid. The offbeats are here. Yeah. First kid. Um, looked at his dad. I said, "Are we looking for something new for him to read?" And the kid looks at me and just goes, "No." <laughs> uh, wow. It's 2018. I don't read. <laughs> I had a kid. I had a kid come up and take a look at my new uh, value parchment is the root of all devilry shirt. Okay. <laughs> which features because this is radio. You're gonna have to explain that a little bit. Yeah, it yeah. features the pyramid from the U.S. one dollar bill, which is called the Eye of Prosperity. So it's that design. It looks like that portion of the dollar bill, and uh, but you know the words I've altered the words to value parchment is the root of all devilry because you know i'm wordy about my money is the root of all evil joke um a kid walked up looked at it and said you know the illuminati uh, died in 1793 <laughs> how old are you he was 10 years old what when i was 10 i was flicking hockey cards against the wall at, at school <laughs> gambling trying to win a gretzky rookie card. yeah i was playing marbles and stuff man I, totally i'm just <laughs> kids man all i wanted was somebody else's cat's eye man the number of eight and nine and ten year olds who have seen that shirt on my table and actually just said out loud as they're walking by just said illuminati Really? Why does an eight-year-old know the word Illuminati? I will explain to you. A lot of two-pack friends? I will know. I will explain to you why children know the Illuminati. My son is a freak about the Illuminati. Why? Roblox. Minecraft. These games are using the Illuminati as, like, a character. And that's why all these kids are becoming... It's a YouTube thing. You know, kids don't watch TV anymore, right? Yeah. They grow up on YouTube as their main source of entertainment. That's stupid, and, and I don't like it. And all these Illuminati videos that they're all about. Do not so like it. So actually, it. it's there. there is actually something to it. It's not you being completely crazy. Stupid kids. Yeah, stupid kids. Stupid kids. Is that kids. a term you came up with, value parchment? Or is that an actual historical term you've heard of? No, no, that's that's me riffing on somebody else's joke. 
but yeah, value parchment. Value parchment. Money. Oh yeah, I, I understood yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't know because you do you've had in the past a penchant for reusing terms. Sixteen hectares and a moose is a takeoff itself. Explain that. Well, that's and not that a, was your that's old not a, like website. That's not, that's not a reuse. That's that's me coming up with something. That's the. 16 <laughs> explain it, it, where it comes from it's though. the metric version <clears throat> of 40 acres and a mule which is what is 40 acres and a mule historically in in the civil war sherman's general order 15 promised freed slaves uh 40 acres of land yeah and a government mule to help farm it right uh to resell them because sherman's army as they were marching to the sea, were being followed by more and more freed slaves until the point where I think there was like 40,000 freed slaves following. Really? And, yeah, and that's taxing the army. They're, they're expecting to be fed and protected. And he said, well, screw it. Let's give them some damn land. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Get yeah. on with your lives. And uh, yeah. So hence that, it the makes sense why I would wonder whether value parchment may be part of your historical knowledge because you're an intelligent individual. Thank you. Anthony Rutkazer. I am. And, you know? and devilishly handsome. And devilishly handsome. Um, Much more handsome than Jay Fosgett. Let me just get to... What a oh, goon. Yeah. Look at him over there. He's more of a cute what guy. What a goon. He almost looks like he's doing a podcast can, and no one's recording him. You can barely tell which one yeah, is Fosgett and which one is the <laughs> puppet. What a goon. Now listen, let me erase this for a minute. <laughs> Um, no, I'm honestly, because uh, we haven't talked about this, uh, Black oh. Panther. Yes. I have had no colored pizza, persuasion uh, impression of the movie. Colored Did you enjoy persuasion. the movie? Yeah. Jeez you know, whiz, that was... That, that's a that historical was, term. That was clunky. That's a historical term. That's one your grandparents use, colored, darky, you know, those ones. What those the are grand, hell? Those are grandparents. Like term. Oh no! I just grew up that way. It's okay. Oh man! You know, I'm gonna push generation. you down a flight of no, stairs. No, seriously. You, what'd you think of the movie? I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic. I th- I think that plot-wise, it, it might be the most bulletproof of the Marvel movies. Okay, I hear you. My only issue with the movie uh-huh. was uh, the, the lead character. You know, T'Challa seemed to be outshined in every single scene he was in by whoever he was in it with. And T'Challa didn't really want anything. Do you know what I mean? There was no, like, driving force other than the, his tradition and he was his king. Re- responsibility. He's, we, he, he... Which he already his, had, right? Which he got. He was right. king, he lost it, then he was king again. And that was kind of... You know, I'm not trying to make it sound like it was a huge hole or an issue, but that was just my only issue with it, was that it seemed like the main character, you know, just, like I say, he got outshined a lot by the amazing characters throughout the movie no you don't feel that at all no you know no i feel it was a, i i think it was a really great cast and a really great cast of characters i i That's have it, no yeah. i have yeah. no you're problems. not feeling me at all you, you didn't uh you see what what, I'm saying? he wasn't i understand i understand what you're saying i just <laughs> i choose to disagree right on um let me honestly ask you something because i've listened to a po- lot of podcasts lately mm-hmm. uh you know like black panther panels okay uh, and there's an individual mark bernardin i don't know if you've heard of him i've heard that name he co-hosts uh, fat man on batman with kevin smith right he used to write for playboy and yep. uh, entertainment yeah. weekly no um, and he had his panel and stuff and the thing that seemed to strike the closest chord to most black people watching the movie was this idea of home 
and how there there's a detachment. Like I can be like, you know, sure I have this historical a, con- connection to like a Scottish history or whatever, and, and that you, has never you, really you, existed. You milk that like Luke Skywalker. Well, proud, proud man. But do you hear where I'm coming from? Like I've heard a lot of the thing that was most touching was this idea of sure. having a home and a place that it was, was the movie, ours where we came the from. Movie, the movie is unapologetically African. Yeah. It, uh, there is a fascinating amount of detail put into the language and the costuming and the scenery. And, um, and I, I, I love it. I mean, yeah, there's absolutely a detachment for a lot of uh, North American blacks to Africa because uh, there are certainly... Uh, there certainly was no encouragement uh, of, of of continuing to celebrate one's culture uh, for the for the hundreds of years that right. people were imported as slaves. Right. So uh, so there is a huge there's a huge gulch a huge chasm between. Uh, between then and now as far as the knowledge of, of, of where we came from. Mm-hmm. I have no particular personal attachment to Africa whatsoever. I mean, my uh, my black roots go back to Trinidad and Grenada, and I know nothing beyond that. Right. Um, so... Uh, the the movie strikes a chord with me knowing that that's that further back that's where I came from and there's no reason for me to uh, to hide it or deny it or or you know not be proud of it right right and um, what that what the movie has done is uh, disprove several unfortunate myths about the viability of uh, of a black led film, the viability of uh, of of a di- more diverse product. Yeah. Uh, ah, you can't. How are you gonna lead a, a movie that size yeah. uh, with with an all black cast? Well, uh, it's, it's, well, it just crossed the billion luckily dollar mark. It had so. Marvel to do it, right? Yeah, it just yeah. crossed the billion dollar mark. So, you nice know, when you're talking about that. Black History and Mike Ruth walks back. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, look at the guy. Jesus, he is a, he is aggressively Caucasian. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Um, Killmonger. Yeah. Easily him and Zemo. As far as real life villains yeah. and having an actual understandable cause behind what they're doing and reasoning. And under, oh, okay, an understandable that was ca- cool. An understandable cause, but uh, Zemo and and Captain America: Civil War, that movie is riddled, riddled with plot holes and implausibility. It's a it's great fun to watch, and then if you think about it for a second afterwards. My, you know, what? <laughs> that was your plan. Your plan just to is, mess with them. Your, yeah. your, no, no, no. Your plan is based on happenstance and circumstance. And if this guy is not in the right place of his own accord, my plan falls apart. 
Never it, thought about the that. Pl- the plot is, oh man, uh, hit up YouTube tonight and 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 uh, and look for uh, everything wrong with Captain America: Civil War in 17 <laughs> minutes. It, it the that movie falls apart under under harsh light. I guess it's just so fun. Nobody wants to actually look at it through that. Yeah, <laughs> it completely falls apart. Yeah. Um, but but. Uh, Black Panther to me is uh, the plot is bulletproof. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty tight. Um, was he your favorite Marvel villain then? Killmonger. You, you think they, that was the best they've done? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I'm maybe gonna, of, the, of the MCU movies so far. Like yeah, you're just probably. talking the movies, but I'm gonna go outside. Well, I'm of just the talking movies. about the MCU, right? Uh, uh, if you if you include the Netflix shows, yeah, still probably it's still probably Killmonger, because um, you know I, I've heard people complain about Killmonger's misogyny in the film. He just uses women, throws them well, away. He's still a bad guy. But that's to me that's <laughs> yeah. the point. Yeah. He's a villain. Yeah. Just because he has a sympathetic moment or two, and he really does, he has that moment where, you know, listen, everybody's the hero of their own story, and Killmonger is absolutely the hero of his own story, the story he's telling about uh, betrayal and abandonment and taking what he thinks is rightfully his. He's the hero of that story, but I can, I, outside of him, can watch him and say, yeah, well, A, the way you're going about it is wrong, and B, you as a person are kind of a scumbag. <laughs> yeah, so right. just because just because you get, you know, one or two, every once in a while you say something that, you know, that that, that tugs at the at my shirt and makes me, oh, man, yeah. that Even the guy, Joker can do that once in a while. There's yeah. feelings in there. <laughs> you're still, he's, he's still a complete jerk. Right. You know? I can't get over still the performance of David Tennant as uh, Kilgrave. Kil- oh. Kilgrave, that should have been Kilgrave. an awarded performance. I didn't yeah. love season one. I actually enjoyed season two yeah. more than season one, okay. minus him. He was something special that has happened in the MCU to me. Yeah. I easily feel like that performance was as... Uh, it just it, it did things it, where... You felt it, and you'd think yeah. about it days later. Imagine if he'd made me yeah. do that. That's no, so horrible. No, he, right? he was you know? he was fantastically scary as yeah, Killmonger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it's so uh, the 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 Netflix shows have been, with the exception of uh, Luke Cage being too long. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Netflix shows have been great. Yeah, I was a huge fan of Iron Fist. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you know what? Oh my God! Fist. I had completely, yeah, I had yeah. completely blocked that one Iron Fist out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Have so you seen any of uh, Black Lightning? Yeah, I think Black Lightning. Black Lightning it. is the only CW superhero show I'm watching now. Yeah. I've given up on Flash. I still watch Arrow, them all, but it's the best. Le- Legends, yeah. Supergirl. I'm not watching any of them yeah. at all. Yeah. Uh, but Black Lightning has been fantastic. I had to catch up on last week's episode. I'm very excited about the Great Philadelphia Comic Con, where Cress Williams and like half the cast will be. Oh, fantastic! So, yeah, and sorry I'm missing it. Luke Cage will be there as well. Yeah. So how's that? Black Lightning and Luke Cage are the same show, man. That's amazing. That's pretty fucking good, right? And now I'm very sorry uh, I'm missing it. It's all right. You got exciting things to happen. You'll be heading to Calgary. Yeah. yeah. Um, next month, Calgary Comic Expo, April 26th to 29th. And then May is uh, Toronto Comic Arts Festival, Mother's Day weekend, and following weekend, yeah, Motor City Comic Con. Yeah, say it. 
Motor, Motor City Comic Con. I'm so crazy stoked. Yeah. Kids, Anthony will be coming along to Motor City Comic Con as yep. well as Aisha Han and Sean Daly. Canada yeah. is invading. Uh, it's the crossover I've always hoped, dreamed, and pushed for to happen. Michigan Terrio, man. Michigan Terrio. I, I, I think they should secede and we join and we make what's called the Super Province. Michigan, Ontario, Ontario, whatever the hell you want to call it. I don't. Uh, I, I want this to happen. I want them to secede. I don't need to deal with a border to go see them. That would be a wonderful thing because I'm over there all the time. But either way, Source Point is here this weekend and kicking ass. Yeah. Which is a fantastic thing. Yeah. Well, they're in a big booth and doing it how they do it, right? They're attacking the no, floor, it's, it's which good. is their style. It's so. good for them that they were that you know they're they're moving up to to that level where. Uh, a larger booth at a show like this, a retailer's booth, is uh, both a viable option for them and profitable. So. It's the only way to be profitable in a way. You almost have to have to spend more to make more when at you're a, going for at a, at a certain point an operation like that. Yeah, at, at a least. certain yeah. point. Well, yeah. absolutely. As a, as a publisher, they 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 need to, and it's good. It's good that it you know it's not just something they need to do but it's something that is being successful for them this weekend right so, right congratulations to them how long has heroes of homeroom c been on the shelf uh 2014 beginning of 2014 was the first volume and then 2015 and 2016 and uh i gotta get back to it i gotta try and get back Wait, to heroes? it heroes Oh, sorry. sorry. I, the first yeah, I was hero. like, wait, the Heroes hasn't been out for four no. years, three years. Not the no. first hero. Heroes, heroes of Homeroom C. Oh, man, I'm so... The one you just put out. So sleepy. About two twin African-American uh, kids. I want to hear you do it. And uh, they lose their superpowers. Yeah. And their parents send them back to public school. There you go. And they have to deal with adventures, trials, and tribulations yeah. of being powerless. And uh, lots of cool, fun stuff happens. It's yeah. a family-friendly book. It is. Um, and I love it. I think it's a great book. You know, I, I read it right away, and that one yeah. part was like, bah! But, um, yeah, uh, so how long has it been out now? When, when, when did we, uh, October? Did I, uh, did I get it in, I think I got it in October. So it's only been that long? So, yeah, it's only been a few months. And then uh, I was dealing with something behind the scenes, which uh, seems to have wrapped up. So I'm going to, uh, going to be applying to Diamond for distribution. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. very exciting. So you are going to go back to the first hero, though. You're going to revisit? Do another I'm volume? I'm going to go back to yeah. the first hero. Yeah, I got three more volumes that will This be, will be under will Aristocrats be this time, oh, which yeah, is your yeah, own yeah. publishing Absolutely. outfit presently. Absolutely. Yeah. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I, I have to I have to make the effort to get uh, to get my diamond account, and uh, please hear this and be kind. <laughs> and uh, and uh, 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 here's a homeroom C will probably be the first thing that I, I, I put through diamond, and then uh, whatever comes next. I'm gonna there's a couple of things that I've got scripts sitting for. I'd like to put artists on. I just need to make sure that. Uh, it's financially viable. Right, right. I don't want to. I think you only get. I think you're, there's probably only so many kicks at the can at Kickstarter before people start to. Eh. So I want to make sure that I establish uh, really, really use, strong, man. really strong stuff yeah. on Kickstarter as opposed to anything. That I'm, you know, like doubting if I if, it, if I think it's something that's only gonna be, you know, ah, well, this will be a. I don't want to do one of those make a hundred copies. Right, right. I want to do something that I think is gonna reach 
three or four or five hundred people sure, at a minimum. Sure, you make it worth it if you're going to do it and go through the effort. I mean, yeah, geez. well, I just, you know, I, it, it, it's about establishing the brand and keeping the brand strong. Right, And, right. and the, the Heroes of Homeroom C Kickstarter was really, really good. So I want to build on that. That's, I don't want to. I don't want to chip away at what I've built. I want to build on top of it. Absolutely, uh, Anthony. Yes. Rutgazer, comic book creator. Where can people find Heroes of Homeroom C and all your goodness? Uh, Aristocratscomics.com is the website, and there's links there for social media, for Facebook, for uh, Twitter, for Instagram, and for our web store. So uh, go to aristocratscomics.com, sign up for the newsletter. i got to get back to sending out the newsletter yes, regularly. Yeah, yeah, I've been yeah. weak on that one, and I apologize. This guy's dressed too well. Look at this guy. That's Gomez. That's Gomez. <laughs> oh, and Wendy. Is, is and uh, Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. Kind of creepy that he's, that that he's that Gomez that and his girlfriend point? is Wednesday. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of oh. creepy. When you, know you what? think about well, it, well, I didn't right? see her. I didn't see her until yeah. they started to turn the corner. And it's like, yeah, yeah, he's dressed as dad, yeah, and yeah. his girlfriend's dressed That's as daughter. Exactly. What's oh my goodness! Right now, wow, kind that of is, creepy. That is Daddy Warbucks, <laughs> Little Orphan Annie slash fiction weirdness. Oh, my God. Okay, and with that, Anthony Rutgazer <laughs> increases his lead as uh, the most appeared comic creator in the history of An Elegant Weapon. I yep. believe this will count as your, like, 18 or 19th appearance really? on this many? show. Uh, that many? It's been seven years. I that's, almost thought it might listen, be more. what's important is that I'm always one ahead of Fosgit. Okay? <laughs> yeah. That jerk. Just look at him. Look at him standing over there yeah. holding that puppet. He's loving that Don't puppet. Don't you just want to just wanna throw a can of pop right at his oh. big stupid American oh, melon? Oh, that would be funny. A Verner's. Like, I mean, it have to be Diet Verner's. Yeah. You I have mean, to uh, throw Diet or a, Verner's. Or a, or a two liter of Fago red pop. <laughs> Rock mean, and rye, man. I mean, Rock I, and rye, right I, to the temple. I love the guy. He's a sweet guy. Oh, look at him fumbling. Oh. What a dingus. He's I mean, very I, Charlie Brown. He's our real life Charlie Brown. I man. love the guy. But Only Jay Fosgate. It's a, it's a very, <laughs> it's a hardcore Fosgate-ism to have this smashingly huge successful book and yeah. no copies of it to sell. Well, that's, I mean, is that his fault, though? No, like, not in any way. I mean, that's why it's, I'm it's saying. It's not going to, it's not going to, it's going to come Nothing's ever up. Charlie Brown's fault, right? Yeah, well. It's just kind of. Crap, he's the jerk who keeps out. thinking he can kick that football. Hey, Jay Fosgate. No, no, he's not oh, allowed on. Buddy. He's not allowed on here. Uh, in my enough of Anthony talking during my interview. He can't help himself. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now this is you turn around and you walk away right now, sir. If you know what's good for you, or I'll get Sam Agro to beat the shit oh, out of God, you. Oh God, it's on a freeway with Sam oh, Agro God. now. What's Sam happening? Sam would decimate you in my name. It's out Sam, of control. You know when Sam gets angry, he turns into Bill. Bixby. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You, you wouldn't like him I, when he's I angry. I get so many more dates when I turn into Bill Bixby. Yeah. It's not, it's my dating profile looking like me, not so good. Bill Bixby's dating profile, very, very profitable. Yeah. Are you having a good weekend, Sam? I'm actually, today has been uh, fantastic. I'm having a terrific day. I, I just finally like finished 
uh, I've been doing commissions all day long. I've just been drawing, 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 and I finally Excellent. finally got a break, had a little bite to eat, and I came to say hi to Anthony right, and right. Uh, and Jay, and then I'm going to yeah. head back. He didn't come, Jay. He didn't come well, to say hi to you. Okay, you see, these he, two are nobody. in a struggle right now. Oh, I see. Anthony no, has Anthony's appeared on my show more than any other comic creator. Oh. Jay Fosgett is like three or four appearances behind. So what does this bespectacled moron do? <laughs> this catches he, him up. He waddles over here. What? He waddles over here to interject himself oh. into my appearance oh. on the show. No, we, I came over here to do an interview in front of this blank curtain. This isn't a wrestling podcast, okay, And then this blank curtain gets in my way. You're a blank curtain, my friend. You... You are you are you are a freshly gessoed canvas. <laughs> That's complimentary, and I you will are, take it. You are Abula Rasa. You are a freshly gessoed canvas, and that is your entire personality. Oh. Just stark. So you're saying I have nothing but potential. Just. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate. I love you too, Anthony. Man, I love this guy. Fuck, I hate uh, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> when, 